Hey there, it is February 1st, 2021. This is the Robert Britton Podcast Show, and I am your host, Robert Britton, and welcome today. And I do have some uh, breathing stuff going on from my COVID stuff, so uh, just know that uh, uh, it gets I get a little breathy, I guess, when I'm, when I'm talking, so sorry about that. But uh, today's an exciting show. We are going to talk about uh, uh, taking a leap of faith, overcoming some fear, and maybe moving our life into a brand new direction. So stand by. Take We're going to take a 60-second break, and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show, and thanks for staying tuned with us today. And like I said in the beginning of the broadcast is, you know, everybody knows I've had COVID and yada, yada, yada. So I am having a little bit of a breathing issue today. So if I seem a little breathy or uh, like I'm uh, breathing hard during the show, it's because today's just been a little bit of a challenge uh, with uh, my recovery. So, all right. You know what? There is a whole lot of stuff going on out in the world, and the industries that that I serve are certainly no uh, stranger to uh, up and down business cycles. You know, uh, as those of you that follow me or read me know that I live in West Texas, and of course, everybody's trying to. Uh, you know, go to clean energy. And I'm about clean energy. Don't misunderstand me. I, you know, I hope that, uh, uh, that we bring our emissions down and things like that. But I also know that, uh, leaving workers, uh, with nothing is not fair either. You know, I think that if we're going to stop some of these things, and this is not a, a greenhouse thing that we're talking about today. I'll get to my point in just a second. I don't want everybody to go, oh, my God, I'm not going to listen to this dude drone on about, you know, how oil field workers need to have a job. Well, they do need to have a job, but they need to be able to transition. You know, what's wrong with if we're going to transition into green stuff if we're going to do this green new deal as they put it and all these things well here's something for um that you know everybody's well you know we're going to switch to wind energy okay well let me ask those of you that would and and i would say and for me because i didn't know okay so yeah if if my electricity can be brought in on wind energy would you switch to it well, sure, it's a cleaner energy is what m- the vast majority of people would say, okay? Well, let me ask you something, clean energy folks. And, I, and again, I'm not teasing. I'm just saying clean energy, I want it too. But there is a price for this. So, all right, so how are you going to get, first off, a the windmill to an actual location well it has to be taken on a diesel truck okay a big 18 wheeler all right because these things are gigantically long all right to construct them you need a crane that burns fossil fuel because they have to be put together 
Now, here's the big kicker. Did you know, because I didn't until quite recently, honestly, that the crankcase takes 265 gallons of oil to spin the windmill. Okay, so you can't just say we're going to dump all these oil field jobs when some of the clean energy out there, you know, requires uh, some stuff that takes fossil fuel. For example, how are you going to get workers? Uh, we have just to the west of us, uh, there are huge solar panel uh, arrays that there's like an 11,000 acre one. There's some others. They're building like a 28,000 acre solar array in West Texas. Um, so how do the construction guys get there to put all this together? Okay. How did the frames that are metal, how do those get built without doing fossil fuels to make all that stuff. So, you know, we can say that we want to do all that stuff, but, you know, nobody's realizing, wait a minute, you know. So my point to all of this is, is that it's a scary time. You know, there are things that are going on in this world. Um, you know, like I just saw this stuff with the Keystone Pipeline. That affects the area that I'm in, even though I'm in West Texas, you know, that that pipeline was coming in and that was keeping people, you know, in Canada and the U.S. in jobs, you know, and you can't blame a oil field worker for greenhouse gas. How is that? You know, if this is a guy that's been making this, or even a woman, I, we deal with women in the oil industry all the time, men and women who work oil field jobs, okay? Well, if you're going to take those jobs, have an alternative. And I'm sorry, that coding thing that they talked about, that they gave to uh, the people in Appalachia because uh, uh, they were uh, taking all the coal mine jobs, Okay, well, I'm sorry. Coding what? A computer? These are blue-collar guys. These are guys that work with their hands. Okay? Most of them don't want to. And, and a lot of them aren't very computer savvy. You know, it's not that they couldn't be trained, sure. You know, but I, it, it just, it's, it, that seems like such a... Uh, a silly carrot to dangle out in front of people that it just like, ugh. So how do we reinvent ourselves if we are in an industry that may have real critical problems because uh, government regulation or um, you lose your job. And I'm not just talking about oil industry. You could lose your job in just about any industry. You could be laid off for whatever reason. You know, big corporations answer to uh, $15 an hour minimum wage. Why do you think when you go to a big box retailer now, you're having to check out and sack your own groceries? And it's not that any of us are too lazy to do that. But 
at the, you know, why are there more of those stations now than there are an actual person saying, hi, how are you? Well, hey, how are you? How's it going? Good. Did you find everything today? There's no personal service in it anymore. So when you go into your big box retail or your grocery stores, guess what? Your $15 an hour job has been uh, replaced by a computer and now the consumer has to become the checker and the sacker. Wow. And it's because you're forced to have to do it. It's not because I want to do it. And it's not that I'm too lazy to do it. But after I've been shopping and doing all this stuff, I like for the, you know, the folks to do it. Put it all in my bag. You know, put it all in the basket. Make sure I can sit there and I can watch the the stuff and I can, you know, make sure everything's going good. Yet now... Because and and you think that that this that uh, because they've been screaming fifteen dollars an hour for a while, and I believe in a living wage. Do not get me wrong. But when you start looking at instead of talking to people and saying, okay, we wouldn't we want to do a living wage for people, and I think it sucks when a Fortune five hundred company or a Fortune one thousand company you know, the vast majority of their full-time employees have to get food stamps because they're not paid uh, a living wage. I'm, you know, and they're taking millions upon millions upon millions of dollars in, or billions in some instances, in profits. No, I, 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 trust me, I'm, I'm back behind that. But if you've lost your job because of those things, you know, then you have to figure out a way to reinvent yourself. Well, one of the things that that I wanted to talk about today is is how do we reinvent? We've we've talked about all the things, you know, and and I I started this series um, or this season, I should say, in really trying to come up with we've we've learned all the fun stuff to do as far as how to change our life how to organize our life to win uh, how to quiet our mind how to do those things we've we've gone through all that we've read my books we've read the articles we listened to podcasts we've done all that now we're trying to put this in practical application okay how do we get out here and start doing some things and i got to thinking about and within my own and within one of the industries that one of my businesses serves is oil and gas. So to say the very least that some of the people that I know in the oil and gas business are sweating bullets. I've had friends get laid off from from COVID because when COVID started, they started locking everything down and they started laying oil field workers off that had been out of work for over a year. You know, benefits are running out. Um, you know, one friend of mine, they're having to cobra their insurance and it's a thousand dollars a month so that they can keep their insurance. It's crazy. You know, cobra is 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 it, that's no help to anybody. That's that's just, you know, uh, wow, what a price gouge, you know, and shame on those who would who would charge that kind of money. You know, so that people can have the medical care that they need. And I get that that's a whole other conversation. Okay, we're not getting political today. All right, that's a whole other, you know, I know that there's, you know, that we're supposed to be wanting, you know, free health care for everybody. I understand all that. 
but we also have to pay for that crap. So, you know, and it seems that middle America, again, is suffering the brunt of what uh, Washington wants us to do. And, and so, you know, like I said, if you're going to phase out the oil and gas industry and get away from fossil fuels, which, I, again, I'm not sure how you're going to lubricate parts that need lubricating uh, without a petroleum-based product, and you can't do it all the time with synthetics. And by the way, it takes uh, uh, petroleum to run the machines that make synthetic oil. Uh, you know, you have to look at what the, the, the process is to get to these clean things. And not all of it is uh, without some use of fossil fuel. And I get where we're at. You know, it is scary to think about where um, global warming and all that stuff is. You know, I don't want to see the ice caps melt. You know, not at all. But I also don't want to get people kicked to the curb, you know, and with no, nothing. Sorry, we're shutting down your industry. Bye. You know, what the hell kind of shit is that? You know, you have families that are, that, you know, we're making damn good money to making no money. You know, and that just, I don't know. So how do we, you know, we, reinvent ourselves, you know, and we have to find the courage in order to say, okay. So I think in this day and age now, you can't just be one thing. You kind of need to have maybe a side hustle or uh, something. You see all that on, on the internet now. I mean, and, and, you know, you, you really, the, I think the days of being, uh, you know, I'm a clerical office worker. It's what I do every day. Um, I think you have to become a clerical office worker that comes home and works on their Etsy business or works on their, you know, blog or works on something that earns a little extra income so that if, like in the oil industry, a government agency decides that they're going to shut you down and shut you down like right now, that you actually have something that at least you could go to the grocery store and get a little bit of food. You may not be able to pay all the bills, but at least you're not dead broke. So reinventing ourselves can take on several shades of new, okay? Um, if you're good at something at home, okay, if you're good at making, maybe you make your own jewelry. Maybe you uh, bake cookies better than uh, the the average cookie uh, monster. Maybe you do. Uh, maybe you make a, a pizza that's the living end, you know. And maybe you take something that you're really, really good at, or your gift, because we've all got a gift, and you say, okay. I'm going to see if I can't monetize this and figure out a way to, to sell it. You know, obviously selling food, you have to have a food license, but, you know, um, but there's other, you know, if you were making jewelry, if you were really 
talented at putting together, you know, real cute jewelry and then selling it on Etsy. Or maybe you knit sweaters or maybe you uh, knit scarves. Maybe you knit a, a, a hat. Uh, maybe you make big afghans and, and beautiful things. Uh, maybe you make uh, quilts. And you can sell that stuff, you know, on eBay, Etsy, you know, other uh, uh, DIY places. Even Amazon has a, a place where you can go and look at for folks that make all kinds of nifty little stuff, you know. That way, in the world we live... You actually have, if nothing else, something that's generating a little bit of an income that you can say, okay, we can breathe. We can put a little money in the bank. We can do this or we can do that, you know? And you'd be surprised at how many folks turn their little side hustles into full-time gigs. You know, I don't, I don't think we can uh, just count on our job being what it is that's going to sustain us for the rest of our life, at least for now. So fear is going to be a huge factor in maybe changing things up a little bit. But here's the thing you have to always remember is with change, the fear comes from knowledge, okay? And we talked about this before. You know, when you know how to do something, like when you first go start, when you first got your job, were you good at it? You know, if you were having to be trained to learn how to do it, I bet in the beginning you stunk. <laughs> we all do. We all, you know, when I started doing finance, I made huge mistakes that cost thousands of dollars in mistakes. I don't make those same mistakes anymore. I'm good at putting paperwork together. I don't have to call customers back and say, I'm sorry, I missed about half the paperwork you needed to sign. Or I missed this page or that page, you know, or I structured your uh, loan package wrong and we need to fix that. You know, I don't, I, every now and again we'll make a mistake, but not often, okay? So, but when I first started, yeah, I, I, I stunk like crazy at it because I didn't have, I, I, it's like anything, you have to practice and you have to do. So when you learn and, and you learn how to do it, then it becomes easier and then you don't have the problems that you would have when you initially start. And the cool thing is, is that you have your job that is a means to an end. So you do your job every day you smile, you keep your head low, and you do what you're supposed to do, and that way you hold on to your job, and hopefully some regulatory thing's not going to happen and throttle your industry to a point where, you know, layoffs are inevitable. But there is a way to get through this. You know, find things that you like to do and figure out if there's a way to monetize that. Let's say that you were really good at grammar in school. Well, tell folks that you'll edit their work before they, like they're, uh, so you have a lot of social media mavens out there that are doing blog or doing social media posts and 
uh, and blog posts that need a little help making sure that they're not using T-H-E-R when they should be using T-H-E-I-R or it's with an apostrophe or it's it's I-T-S grandma's house with an apostrophe or grandma's digs whatever you know so you want to make sure uh that the work you put out is good. So there's a way that you could put out on, and there's all kinds of places where you could post those kind of freelance jobs, okay, where you could, where you could do editing if you were really good at grammar in school, for example. You don't necessarily have to be a professional editor today, but you could say, hey, it, for just a, you know, blog post and stuff like that, uh, you know, as long as it's, you know, just a Twitter post, send me your thing and I'll make sure that it's grammatically correct. Because when you put stuff out on the internet and you're doing it for a client and your client calls you and goes, dude, can you spell? Can you, do you know what grammar is? Do you know how to punctuate something? Because that's their business you're representing and you better know how to do what... See what I'm saying? You better know how to do... Uh, a good job and put out grammatically correct information. You know, I can't tell you how many quotes that you read and they don't have the quote in quote, you know, in quote. And that just, there's a lot of people that that dry, it, that puts them, it puts them off. Well, good Lord, if they don't even know how to spell, you know, yes, there's a lot of spell checkers and things like that, but it still needs to be double checked. Or if you're writing a blog post, or if you're writing an ebook, and you have the ability to edit that for someone, you know, and all you're doing is reading their book, takes you, you know, what, a couple hours? And they pay you 40, 50 bucks to do it? You know, you get them to PayPal you and you're done. You know, maybe there's uh, uh, ways that you could, you know, sell pizza by the slice, sell a cup of coffee, you know, check with your local area and find out what you need to be able to uh, sell food if you're a great cook. But here's the thing you have to remember is that when you first start something, it's going to be scary because you don't know what you're doing. But once you know what you're doing and once you get a little rhythm to it, then all of a sudden, man, it becomes pretty cool, pretty easy. And you'll start, you'll start really making some headway. So give yourself that chance. And here's the cool thing. You're doing this all the while. You're keeping your day job. You're covering yourself. You're not jumping out there, but there may be a point in time where you're going to go, you're going to look at everybody in the family and you're going to go, Dad, come. You realize how much money we've been making consistently, not just one month? We can all have a really great month and then next month not sell nothing. Okay? You need to find some consistency. 
look back and go, you know, for a year, you realize in our side business, we've made over $100,000. We've made over $50,000. If that replaces your income, then you would have and say, okay, we have a track record. We have this, we have that, you know, and then you decide with yourself or with your family and you what you want to do. And you may reinvent yourself into something completely new and get rid of your nine to five. Lots of folks out there during the pandemic that have been stuck at home that uh, are having to figure out new ways to do things. And then all of a sudden they're going, well, I can't go back to my job anyway, but I told them, thanks, have a nice day, I'm done. Because they didn't need uh, that income anymore. They replaced it. So take some time. I think in this, that one of the things that really bothered me is, is of late is that industries around me are heavily impacted you know i see a lot of guys you know i have some friends that work in the oil and gas industry that haven't been able to go to back to work and they've been out of work for over a year or right at a year and they're having trouble you know west texas for those of you that don't know west texas is predominantly oil and gas this is the permian basin you know all the midland odessa area is is known for is oil and gas you know it's not a big tech center it's not a big you know but there's a lot of windmill farms out here in west texas now when you get about abilene texas all the way to el paso texas you're going to see some windmills there's solar arrays that are down towards the big bend national park marfa texas places like that and they're gigantic you know, I'm talking thousands of acres of solar arrays, you know, for solar energy. And there's not, uh, or I should say, it's not that these industries aren't trying to adapt, but there's still, you can't make a plastic cup without petroleum, you know. How are you going to make a milk jug? You know, there's a lot of things that, that this is all going to affect. So if there is no oil and gas and oil goes to Pluto because it's so scarce, what's that going to do to the price of a milk jug to the milk industry? And what's that going to do to milk for my family? Is my $2.50 a gallon milk at big box retailer going to five bucks, six bucks, seven bucks. What's it going to do? What's the trickle-down effect, you know, for all these industries that are getting hacked? And I get it. I don't want to get a bunch of people calling me, I can't believe you're not a green, per-, you know. You don't want green energy. You deserve what you get, you know. No. I want to breathe. 
as those of you that I started the show saying, geez, I'm having a hard time breathing. Well, I want to breathe, and I want to breathe clean air. I want to be able to see Manhattan in New York and not see it underwater because sea level is up over the uh, seawall, which only has about, I think, 18 inches left before, you know, you're going to start having floods in lower Manhattan. Or see, you know, what happened during Hurricane Katrina happened in New Orleans again. God bless those folks. Or for New Orleans to completely disappear because sea level went so high. No, I don't want any of that. Thank you. Pass. But what I would suggest is that before everybody says, we need to cut that shit off, is that you have an exit strategy to get out of it. And more importantly, if you work in those industries, then let's start finding some way to get the hell out. Or have something that you can say, well, you know, babe, you, you know, you got laid off today, but thank God, you know, the cookie business is, is, is you know, we paid all the, the bills. My jewelry business, you know, will get us by. My delivery business will get us by. My Uber business will get us by. You know, and so that's what I'm talking about is reinventing ourselves because we just can't sit on our laurels and go, you know, I'm an old Derek guy. Old Derek guy, we're going to have to figure out some way. You know, if you're a welder, then maybe we can make some artsy welding stuff. You know, start selling it on Etsy. (laughs) You know, and... uh, Maybe you've wanted to write a book. You know, maybe it's a good time in the evening instead of sitting on your patoot and watching Netflix until you fall asleep. Maybe we get on our laptop and start writing. But don't be afraid is my big thing. You know, the last few days has been kind of tough on me. And... Because there's a lot going on, a lot changing in the industry, and a lot of what I do that makes uh, the vast majority of the money that it takes to, to sustain my life and my family is at jeopardy right now. Not tomorrow, not the next day, but now. Quicker than we thought it was going to come around. So I'm having to not freak out. I'm having to say, wait a minute, I'm working on stuff and I need to continue to work on stuff and I need to put out, continue to put out good content so people will buy my books. And you will follow me and you will, you know, become a fan. So those are good things. Because I have that. And I have that as something I'm confident about. So we can overcome fear easily by just doing what it is that we're trying to change ourselves to be. Once you practice, 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 do, 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 then it becomes easy, easy, easy. You know, it's just like driving a car. When you first started to drive a car, you probably weren't very good at it. But then now it's just kind of second nature. You get in and, you know... 
you just kind of drive on muscle memory, you know? Parallel parking. How many people suck at parallel parking? Okay, well, once you've done it a few times, then you can kind of do it. So, we're going to take a short break here because I need to kind of breathe and we're going to come back and close up the show. But think about it. No matter what you're doing in, in, with all that's going on in the world, the pandemic and, and um, new uh, regime in Washington, all these things, and, you know, what do you need to do to protect yourself and your family for the coming years. And part of that, I think, is, is getting of the mindset that, you know, having a nine to five may not be enough. We may need to think about side hustles and things that we can do in order to sustain our income. All right. So think about that for a second and we'll be back. Okay, guys and gals, we are going to wrap up today's show. Um, <clears throat> I want to leave you with a couple of thoughts. Uh, you know, with all that's, like I said, with everything that's going on uh, in this world, you know, thinking about uh, supplementing your family's income, your own income, uh, is not a bad uh, thing to look at. You know, there's a lot of different side hustles out there that uh, you can do um, if you've been laid off or, um, or you know, you might be even be in threat of being laid off. Um, the pandemic, who knows where that's going. Um, God help us all, uh, literally. Um, you know, we just have to be diligent. And and here's the thing that I always say to remember is when you very first start doing something, you're probably going to stink at it pretty bad. Practice, practice, practice will get us better. The more we do something, okay, the better we are at uh, uh, honing our craft, honing our skills. Um, you know, you may write a blog article that, <laughs> that totally stinks, but as you move along and as your writing craft gets better and better and better and you're able to formulate thoughts in your mind and things like that, you actually can put together some pretty cool stuff. You know, no matter what you want to do, if, you know... Um, uh, oh, I, I do know one thing I want, I want you to do. If you do nothing else, go to YouTube and Google Steve Harvey Jump, okay? And watch that video. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. It's pretty cool. And if you haven't, it will inspire you, okay? A lot about what we're talking about, you know? And uh, remember, everybody has... And you'll learn this in the video. Everybody has a gift. God has given you a gift. You just have to figure out and find what that gift is. And then go for it, man. And as Steve says in his video, jump. You know, but uh, you can uh, weather these storms um, that we're going through and that we could potentially be going through this year with just a little planning. And like I, like I showed in my books, Organize Your Life to Win, Quiet Your Mind, you do these things, and I'm telling you, it makes all the difference in the world and what you're able to formulate and put together for yourself and your family. So it makes things 
uh, not quite as big, not quite as scary, and uh, you too can can weather this storm. All right, everything that you could possibly want uh, about uh, me is at robertbruton.com. There's direct links there to all my books on Amazon. There are lots and lots and lots and lots of articles, um, some e-books that are available just on the website. Uh, You can go visit our YouTube page, which is really in progress. So there's not a lot of content there, but there is some, and it's good stuff. And uh, what else can I tell you? Uh, Man, just have an amazing day, morning, night, whatever time it is that you're listening to this. And uh, God bless you, and thank you for everyone who subscribes. Please subscribe to our channel. Please subscribe to my... And on the blog, when you subscribe to my blog, all it does is tell you when uh, we posted new content. So it's not asking you to buy nothing. It's not selling you anything. It's not telling you that I have uh, the latest widget in the world that's going to make you a million dollars overnight. Nothing ever like that. All right? So, man... uh, Get out there, get you a good side hustle, and and share your uh, successes with me, please. Always uh, uh, send me, uh, you can send me a voice message or you can send an email. Always, always, always tell me uh, your successes. And if you have any challenges, if there's a resource that I can help you find uh, that will make uh, your life a little easier, reach out, man. Two heads are sometimes better than one. So, all right. Well, this is Robert Bruton with the Robert Bruton Podcast Show. Bye for now.